It all started on a day just like today. Yes, Halloween is one of my all time favorite times. And even my studio, also known as the backroom storage closet, smells like cinnamon and pumpkin spice. The air is cooler outside and football is legit this weekend. This is the updated podcast version of what was one of my favorite all time blog articles. It's updated and modernized to commemorate Halloween. We're gonna keep this one fun and light. It's all about a push for health and all that is right in wellness and fitness. It's about asking the honest question to yourself. Are you healthy enough to survive an emergency? Well, are you healthy enough to survive a Halloween spook flick? My sponsor for this special Halloween edition is no other than United Wheel and Repair right here in Corpus Christi, Texas. It's locally owned and operated and they specialize in wheel repair, new and used tires, and powder coating. Some of you guys may know my old 2007 Ford F-150. We got that thing all done and decked out and I had Jay Wilmerly and the guys at United Wheel Repair hook my rims up to make this thing look legit and good. They don't just hook up my stuff. They do almost everybody in town. And if you know the owner and you know the guys that work out there, you know that these are the real guys living the deal. That's why I picked them for this week's sponsor for the Halloween episode. You're gonna love these guys. Let them trick out your ride to make it look better than ever. Let's just say that all of our Halloween fears and spooks from the movies actually came alive. Do you have what it takes to make it through the night? This one I created for you. That guy out there on the couch. The dude in Michigan that just rolled his eyes and said under his breath, I just shoot him. And then went back to the bowl of Cheerios in his lap. Guns don't work on spooks and haints, you guys. We all know that. Pfft. You ever watch Jason at Crystal Lake or ever grew up with Freddy Krueger? I just shoot him isn't always the best answer. And this is really how this particular article came to be. See, I practice gun stuff. It's Texas. People really like guns here. Some even actually practice. And many of the guys I train with spend tens of thousands of dollars on their gear. Guns, ammo, magazines, suppressors, better ammo, more guns, tactical pants, boots, tactical watches, hats, hidden holsters, knives, crossbows, targets, and a few more guns. And I'm cool with all of it. I always say, you know, you do you. It's a motto. I like to have friends that are different than me, and I learn a lot from these guys. But I do have issues with their belief system on why all this running guns and extra gear keeps them safer. I'd rather play the odds. I'd like to prepare for the most likely scenario, as in, let's spend the majority of our money, time, and effort on what the majority of our problems will be. That's the whole idea of this website. Things such as, the odds are so much higher that you'll die from a health-related issue than from bad guys. And it's scary out there. We hear about all this terrorist stuff and school attackings and these horrible things. But the reality is a bad ticker is more likely than a bad trigger. You're eating bad ammo rather than your gun has the wrong stuff. You get what I'm saying here? So if you're truly into your family's safety and surviving to be a daddy and keeping your kids safe, you should spend time, much more time, on the stuff that is more likely. Okay, I know horror movie monsters aren't the most likely. That's the fun part of this article. It's my holiday spirit and style to get the point across. The point is just to see your health from a tactical perspective 
as a barometer of how healthy you are. The point is, I see my tactical peeps focusing a disproportionate amount of time on the wrong aspects of longevity. So enough, let's go. The movie has started and the opening credits have passed. The spooky fog, the filled intro with violin music and dolls in the attic. The Halloween horror movie has just begun. Are you the hero? Will you survive to the sequel? Because the entire town and most of your friends are relying on you to save the day and get them to safety. So what in the world you're doing outside of the insane asylum in the cemetery on a spooky foggy night with a full moon is anyone's guess. But now you have the insane zombie horde on your heels. Run! The zombies are coming. Oh my god, the zombies! Run! Run! And that's tactic number one. Run! Because safety is only one mile away and although the zombies are slow, their shuffle and unrelentlessness is at about eh, 13 minute pace. You need to beat that, and the faster the better, because safety is only a mile away. For now, you may have to do this repetitively, because zombies don't rest. And I think our ability to run is vastly overestimated, as we all kind of have this mental image of ourselves in our peak shape. I mean, I ran a six-minute mile once. Yeah, but where are you right now? Can you run? And a mile is a great fitness assessment. And it's one of my all-time tested parameters, and it's part of my 13-step measure your real life age. If you want a true test of your overestimation, get up right now and go run a mile. You're supposed to be the hero of this flick, not the extra that had his moment in the movie last only a very short time. Don't be the first character to go. Tactic number two, you need to be able to quickly get in the back seat and out on the other side because emergency situations don't happen in spaces the size of an airport terminal hallway. They don't happen at the five-acre field where the three-gun championships are held. They are close and personal and awkward. So back to our movie. You just escaped the zombie asylum by getting to the safety of the abandoned junkyard. But now Chucky, the horror movie doll from the 1980s, is coming at you with a knife. And he's crazy. You need to escape now. Get your body moving in new positions. Open the car door, run through it, and shut the car door behind you. Seriously, because we're talking about mobility here, and the ability to move is very conducive with early death, and not just in the movies. Get coordinated and move. Now learn to do this quickly. True tactical sense always dictates. Create space and keep something between you and the threat. You need to get to this wall of abandoned cars, and you need to put it between you and the creepy doll. And if you can't move well, this will become evident quite quickly. Tactic number three, get yourself over a wall. So you made it through Chucky. So far, so good. But as soon as you've caught your breath, millions of hairy, scary bugs are on the loose. And they're coming for your feet. spiders and bugs get up over that wall into safety this is about functional strength in a number of emergencies you may have to move something out of the way or you need to may need to move cover and concealment over you if you need to hide or throw a desk over any number of reasons you should be strong enough you need to be strong and not just bench press strong back in real life not just a couple days ago I had a patient say to me as long as I don't have to lift my own suitcases on this vacation I think I'll be fine Hmm, I don't think you really will. The scary bugs got this person a long time ago. She just didn't realize it. Tactic four, 
sprint 60 feet. And by sprinting 60 feet, let me tell you, 60 feet's pathetic. I don't think it will save you, but it's a bare bones minimum because that's across the street of a typical downtown. 60 feet doesn't even come close to you avoiding the aliens and their spaceship and laser beams that are blasting all around. But I know that indoors is better than outdoors and the quickest people are going to make it to the next scene while the slowest. The ones that just mosey their way across the street, they're about to go out in a fabulous 1970s Technicolor display pile of smoking ashes. The amount of danger that you can avoid by simply crossing the street is amazing. And if you can do it super fast, you're probably 95% safer, both in the movies and in real life. Tactic number five, crawl. That's right, it's down there next to the ground. Your kids love it down there. There's lots of interesting stuff. You should join them often. And you better had, because in the movie world, if I'm not mistaken, that guy with the chainsaw and the crazy look in his eye has nothing but a suburban hedge of coincidental concealment between you, he, and safety. Your only chance is to crawl away while he's not looking. You better get to it. Tactic six, swim. I mean, dude, how many movies have you seen? The girls that can't swim never make it to the next scene, and seriously, they endanger the rest of the cast. Everyone knows that vampires can't cross moving bodies of water, duh. I mean, you've got to be able to swim for so many reasons. It's your only chance. The rescue boat is only 200 meters away, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson is holding out his muscular tribal tattooed arm for you. My God, he looks fantastic, and he always beats the bad guys. You've got to get wet, and you've got to get to him. Tactic number seven, get agile, get stealthy. You should be able to move like a Kung Fu Grandmaster. Only not at Kung Fu, at walking. I mean, you've been walking since somewhere around year one. You should have mastered and excelled at walking at this point in your life. And I'm not asking for ballet type beauty here, but you walk and are ambulating all day, dude. You should be a pro. You need to be world class at moving well. The roving horde of bad guys that gang together after the EMP hit have just showed up in your neighborhood, and you need to be able to move in the dark down your street from cars to trees to giant trash cans without being seen. If you trip and fall or breathe too hard from exertion or even step on a cat's tail, it's game over, muchacho. Welcome to the Thunderdome, and you're going to be tonight's entertainment. Tactic eight, you have to be able to lift something off your body. Why is it that the last two characters in the movie inevitably almost always screw it up? I have no idea, but it's been happening since Scooby-Doo and the band Kiss took down the creepy nephew at the Haunted State Fair. Somebody is going to have to lift something at an inopportune time because something's going to fall on them. They're pinned down. It's classic. It's traumatic, and it's up to you. In this case, it's a bodyweight carved mahogany etched bookshelf with aromatic leather-bound limited edition horror classics. Pfft. How profound! You need to get that off your buddy before the rising water full of sewer sharks and mutant gators reaches critical level. If you're not strong enough, prepare yourself for a very emotional yet artistically angled tearjerker goodbye scene. I'm sorry. It should have been me. Yeah, that's right, man. It should be you. I mean, you can't even throw a shelf off my legs? How are you supposed to be the hero again? Tactic number nine, get away. You have to be able to walk or jog five to ten miles. I mean, I hate to be redundant, but this is Halloween Hollywood style, right? Hollywood is all about repeat success and running it into the ground. So I'm going to do it right here too. After all that effort and displays of fitness, you're right back where you started. The zombies, they're back again. Why so many zombies? 
You have to escape again. Your first mile earlier just gave you breathing room and it gave you time to think. But honestly, in survival end of the world, zombie apocalypse type deals, you should be able to pack 10 to 20 miles a day if necessary with a backpack and wearing whatever you've got on right now. This is a bug out situation, not a gym workout. There's no pregame stretch routine. In one of my tactical gun classes I took in real life, an instructor told a true story about a, miller, a military operator that was caught up in the earthquake in Haiti a decade ago. It was total chaos. It was hell on earth. And it took him, a trained operator, nearly seven hours to get back to his hotel that was just one mile away. There was no water and he was wearing office shoes. He had no choice though. What if you just physically couldn't do it? because there is no ambulance. There was no National Guard or police coming to help you. You're on your own. Number 10, you need to be not the slowest of all your friends and those around you. You know what they say about being chasing a monster in a horror movie, right? You don't have to be the fastest, just make sure you're not the slowest. Now, my last ditch quick tip from a special forces friend. If you find that you actually are in for a run in your life and your life actually does depend on speed and you are indeed the slowest, well, then you're gonna have to kick some guy in the kneecap and keep running. All right, there we go. 10 tactical objectives that I feel pretty much a bare bones minimum of being healthy enough to survive Halloween. It's probably one of my favorite articles that I've ever written and I love doing the podcast. More importantly, it should be eye-opening and real. Hopefully this podcast got you smirking while at the same time questioning if you indeed have the chops. It's important by God. It's important for you and your family and there should be both a goal and a severe wake-up call for some of you because although Dracula and aliens are a stretch, there is real life stuff out there. Real life emergencies that demand a level of fitness that you either possess it or you don't. As much as it's fun to conjure up Halloween scenarios, I could just as easily put together real-life emergencies that would be harder to digest and uncomfortable to think about it. So be it your goofy sidekick on a Halloween movie or your wife and kids in a real-life scenario. Tear these out. There was 10 questions. There were 10 fit enough for an emergency things. Count them up. All right, Chad, I counted. I can do one, two, or three of them. You know what? If you can only do three or less of these, just lay down and give up. You're no help. We need a hero, not a zero. This is supposed to be blockbuster level fitness here, guys. All right, what if you could do four to six? Wow, four to six, huh? Yeah, it's terrible. You're probably in the way and you're making it harder for other survivors to do their job. You're the burden of this particular film. You're definitely a second one to go. You'll never make it to tomorrow. And the daylight, sunrise, closing scenes, it's coming soon. All right, maybe you're a little bit better and you can do seven to nine. If you can do seven to nine of these and you're absolutely diligent about spatial awareness and you're always on alert for danger and anticipating scenarios and you act on your gut instinct and spidey sense, you know, you do the Cooper color code. If that all works out just perfectly and you kind of get to direct your own script here, well, then I say there's a 50-50 chance you survive. The idea was to avoid a fight and there's always a chance that you're actually going to have to fight. I hope you've trained for the guns and the fighting and all the other tactical stuff because you may still need those skills. If you haven't, just send me an email. I'll get you in touch with some of the best in the business. Now, what if you could do all 10? Well, then you nailed it. You kept pushing. The sequel's only a year away and it's sure to be tougher next time. That's a minimum, guys. Keep living. I'll see you in the end of the world as we know it, Aftermath.